Hi, everybody, and you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm your host, Johnny Masato, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? Devin Nicoba. How day? And of course, before we begin, let me remind all of our listeners of the way they can stay in touch with the show. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts to get the show itself. You can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, do be have a say in what goes on the channel. Get some gifts, get some swag, and go to patreon.com and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. I'd like to thank Skylar and Matt, who are our two new patrons this week. Thank Yay! you. Too. One of them's kind of a cheat because it's Skylar Kamaka, and she's uh, she's a oh, friend of the Sky- show. Oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Now I want to I want to explain to everybody. This is a little bit of a special week because we're going into 2021, and we have a new shirt that we're going to all of our ten dollar patron and up patrons will be getting this shirt, and. It was designed by Kyle. It's got the little note here with the high sessions and the Hawaiian flag on the back, high sessions. So if you join as a Patreon this week or before December 15th, you will get the 2020 version shirt, which is the one with the uh, ukulele and the flowers, and you'll get the new 2021 shirt. Wow. After, 20, after t- December 15th, everyone will start getting the new shirts, and then uh, we're going to retire the old old brand so if you're going to become a patron or thinking of becoming a patron this is kind of now the time and you know we did a a whole anybody who wanted a signed pure heart cd got one uh this Mm -hmm. week for our patrons thank you devin for uh making me do that extra leg work and go out and get those uh, signatures (laughs) spent all all friday last week doing that well you got the whole band to sign it yeah, yeah, I got Jake and Lopaka to sign it too. We sent it out. Nice, nice, cool. And we probably will be coming up uh, with uh, something else to do with the Patreons because December 7th is our one-year anniversary of, of uh, having a Patreon account. So uh, there'll, there'll be also, more stuff. Also, we have to give away that signed guitar. Oh, yeah, we have a guitar. But you know what? Most people didn't sign it because they didn't come to the studio. Oh, so yeah, they didn't we'll come Give it away after next season. Yeah, yeah. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll, next we'll go one more season. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I want to just in case people were wondering what was happening with that. Because yeah, like, yeah. Hey, like win the guitar. I don't want no shirt. Yeah, we were gonna give away a signed guitar, but uh, COVID, and then from March yeah. on, nobody signed a guitar because uh, they weren't coming to the <laughs> studio. But uh, hey, Kyle. So um, you had a very successful pop up this weekend over at Hamada General Store, and I gotta, I gotta say, man, that was one of the greatest poke bowls. I've ever eaten. Devin, did you go down? I have not been to Hamara's yet. I've, I've eaten some of their food, though. Good stuff. Man, the food is so good. And they had a, a High Life special poke bowl. I don't think they, they serve it right now, but it's poke, uh, limu poke, kalua pig, uh, lomi salmon, and um, mac salad all on rice with furikake. And they have a couple of jalapenos mm. on there. And, Ooh, man, wow. it was one of the – like. I rarely rave about, to me, poke bowl is poke bowl. I mean, most people, at least in Hawaii, can make a decent poke bowl. But this one, the way that they did the flavors with the um, lomi salmon, especially the furikake and the, the mac salad, that stuff I typically don't eat. Normally, I'm just fish and rice, you know. But all of that blended together so well in that thing. I ate the entire bowl. Like, there was nothing left when nice. I was done. Yeah, what was funny was that um, we did a mixed plate special on Friday, then it yeah. carried over to Saturday, and then we wanted to do something different. So that Friday, Brandon from Hamada General Store said, "Hey, let's you want how about a poke bowl for tomorrow?" And I'm like, "You want you can whip that up in time for tomorrow." He goes, "Yeah, what if we added a kalua pig and lomi salmon and something like you can do that?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "He goes, what else you want on it?" And I'm like, "That's pretty good right there, you know." And sure enough, the next day was for. You know, for sale, it sold out. But man, I got to taste that thing. It was really good. But overall, what do you think about it, man? Mac salad, kalua pig, uh, poke, and lomi salmon. That's that's all you need right there. Yeah. 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 All right. So, Hamada General Store is the place to go. Yep. Yeah. And get your swag too. So they're not they're not a sponsor or anything. They're they're like, I just think that food is there is 
awesome. Yeah. It is. And uh, we just opened the pop-up store there for um, the holiday season too. So you can go there anytime during their business hours and shop for highlights over there. Okay. And I know, I know that you're having another pop-up coming up, Kyle? Yeah. Uh, December 12th, 10 to 3. Uh, that's a Saturday. We're, we're going to pop up at um, uh, Kolo Ukulele's in the Iolani Center. Oh. Park. Yeah. Oh, nice. Right off Kona Street. Yeah. So, yeah, so if you're in the in the market for an ukulele, it is Christmas time. Yep. Uh, koala ukuleles oh. are very good. I mean, I, I, I like them. They have some good sponsored artists. I know um, Yosa plays Koaloha and Maya, Maya Mayashiro plays Koaloha ukuleles as well. Hmm. Yes. So, yeah, so they have some good players out there playing that. And um, it has a little bit of a, um, I would say it has a little bit of a deeper tone than the Kamakas. Um, Kamakas is kind of a very like um, overall round. I think the round sound, the kolohas have a little bit more bass to them. So I don't mm. know if you like if you like playing solo ukulele. I think that it's a I don't know. This is my personal opinion, but I think uh, kolohas are good ukuleles for that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Devin, how was your weekend? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving was good. Uh, got the meal from Alamona Hotel. It was awesome. Uh, oh, everything, yeah. yeah, everything's prepped. So you bring it home and eat it. The, there's no warming up and any that kind of stuff. So that's the reason why we get that one. You always do that, or it was just a, a special thing. Yeah, we've done it probably like four or five years. With Alamoana, uh, they first, yeah, Alamoana specifically, because theirs is hot. Everybody else, you got to warm it up, put it in oh. an oven, do something. So you got to kind of plan it out. Although, I mean, which is helpful, I guess, if you want to pick it up like a couple of days earlier, and then you know you just bring it up to heat and you're good but the ala moana one pick it up at three o'clock three thirty bring it home open them up carve it up boom eat <laughs> so it's great <laughs> and did, did, you know did you guys have any big parties or was it just kind of more muted oh this no year? no 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 was my family that lives in this immediate house my auntie uh my mom's sister uh brought us some stuffing and some i think a, a sweet potato pie that she made because oh, she nice. makes those things really really well so she brought that over and we, we uh, ate that stuff too. But yeah, it was good, man. No complaints. Yeah, I, still have, I think I still have some stuffing in my house. So, Really? Mm -hmm. I must have eaten a whole pumpkin pie because we went to Honolulu Baking Company who does a pre-planned or pre-prepared you know, turkey dinner. And mm -hmm. that came with a half a pumpkin pie. And then my parents gave me half a pumpkin pie. And then my, uh, our friends made halpia pumpkin pie. And then, oh, so I had a couple slices of that. So I think in the end, total, by the time I ate, because, you know, Nisa, my daughter likes pumpkin pie. My son doesn't, my son and wife don't eat that. So it's just me and my daughter just banging out this pumpkin pie, you know. But I think <laughs> in the end, in the two days, I ate a whole pumpkin pie. This is the same story you said last year. You just oh, love pumpkin pie. Yeah. yeah, man. Well, you know, the thing is, okay, the way I work is I don't eat pumpkin pie 364 days a year. Uh, and gotcha. then when, when Thanksgiving uh, comes around, then I, the I overload. Slam, yeah, I slam on the pumpkin pie because it's, and then um, also I don't really eat turkey that much either. Uh, so, mm. so on Thanksgiving, like it's, a, it's a nice treat, you know, but if it, it if I ate it every month or something, I don't think I'd appreciate it as much. Um, you know, uh, yeah. You know, the thing I, I appreciated a lot and they don't have this year is Starbucks and their turkey sandwich. Oh, they yeah, had a thanks. Yeah, yeah. They had a Thanksgiving turkey sandwich, and they don't have it this year. I was so sad. They've <laughs> had it every year, and it's like because oh, it's got everything in there. It was amazing, except yeah. like pumpkin. So right, right, right. I'm okay, which I'm okay with. <laughs> you have your also your peace and quiet Black Friday days. Did you have it again this year? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Both no, of us I, did actually. I, I did. No, so wait. So my peace and quiet Black Friday days because my wife leaves me alone yeah everyone everyone leaves the house but yeah. um yeah it didn't happen this time because oh, they didn't go right yeah they didn't go yeah so but but it was still quiet i mean because i don't think people were doing much of anything i don't remember yeah i just remember playing a uh, fortnight all, all weekend with the boy and my daughter yeah and then I today a quiet night too so yeah yeah and that, that, that was fun yeah. so we're going to be talking to uh roy and denise yamaguchi in a second and um you know it's funny because i my initial thought when I, I knew that they were coming on the program was 
wow, I'm not really a foodie, you know, so I don't know how much I'm going to be able to, to bring up and talk to them and stuff. But then as I was kind of doing my research last night, looking online, and there's a lot to talk about with, with those two. Yes. Especially <laughs> in a year like this. So, yeah, I think uh, without further ado, if you guys are okay, we'll bring them in and then we'll start the conversation with uh, Roy and Denise. Okay. And we're back here with uh, Denise and Roy Yamaguchi. Thank you both for coming on the podcast. We really feel um, special to even be talking to the both of you. Uh, I know that I've met, I know I've met Roy at least once before, but he, he would never remember me, but because uh, I've eaten in the restaurant so many times. Being a true Hawaii Kayan, um, pride of- Hawaii Kayan. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm an HK okay. for life here. But uh, anyway, um, so we want to take some time to just talk about how you folks are doing, the pandemic, how it's uh, kind of affecting the business. I know, Roy, you have the restaurants going and Denise has got the um, Hawaii Food and Wine Festival, but everything A-OK so far? Have you been able, to, been able to pull it off? Well, as far as restaurants go, you know, we've been very fortunate that, you know, we've been around for like 32 years. So, you know, we have a lot of uh, loyal following and we built up a lot of friendship with our community. So... We've been fortunate for the community to, to uh, support us during the pandemic. So, you know, it's been relatively good. You know, I, I'm not going to say that it's great, but, you know, I think we're doing pretty well. And uh, we're very thankful that the community has kind of uh, backed us up and, uh, you know, and, and kind of treated us good. So <laughs> we do whatever we can to, you know, give back to the community. Yeah. I see all the tents, uh, you know, outside. And it was kind of nice that they they let you expand like that into that space, but yeah, well, the landlords have been pretty nice, you know, so, you know, when this whole thing started, uh, you know, when the announcements was made, you know, that we can reopen for business, you know, the first thing we did was to, um, get the liquor license so that we can, you know, continue to uh, serve, um, in the lawn area, yeah. which, uh, you know, we would use that part of the, uh, the area for, you know, private parties, et cetera. Know, maybe once or twice a year but now you know we have it permanently for at least the next year and you know i, I guess it, it really uh makes our guests feel uh, very safe and secure and, and and builds up confidence that you know uh we're doing the right thing and and, and giving them an area where they can sit um but at the same time I mean, listen you know there's people that love to sit inside and you know we've been very fortunate that we started to, uh, you know, before we even got into the uh, pandemic, we, we started redoing our AC system. And, uh, oh. and and when we started doing this AC system, we made room to put in these, uh, these HEPA filters. <clears throat> so we have, you know, new HEPA filters all in the restaurant. And we went out and bought a uh, electrostatic uh, sprayer so we can spray this, uh, the restaurant and we got these uh, UV lights uh, one that we can go around. So, you know, with all the disinfectants and, and, um, uh, uh, that we bought <clears throat> to, uh, clean all the tables and chairs, et cetera. And with all the additional things that we're doing, I think, uh, you know, our, our, our guests really feel that we're doing something very special for them. So it's been good. Yeah. I mean, I, I've eaten in a restaurant many times over the years because I live in Anaheim but um, when the tents popped up during COVID, I got a chance to eat under the tent. And it was a completely different atmosphere. And it was actually pretty cool to have sitting on the you know, grass and watching the sunset across Monolo Bay. So, yeah, it's something that I think if you can keep, that would be a really good experience to keep, you know. Yeah, that view is uh, pretty special. You yeah. know, being, being out there and just uh, having that fresh air and, you know, overlooking the bay. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a nice feeling. Uh, especially when it gets darker and, um, you know, you have the sunset, of course, and then you have that, that breeze come in and, you know, you sit out there with a glass of wine. And <laughs> That's really nice. And it's right here, I, I even enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, was, that, was that part of the decision of why you, you chose that space? Was that view kind of out at the bay? Well, you know what? It's, it's, it's kind of interesting because, you know, uh, you know, 33 years ago, whatever it is, now my, my cousin calls me up because I was in Los Angeles. He calls me up and says, hey, Roy, you know, there's this spot that I pass by on the work every day. You know, you should consider taking a look at it. And, you know, it may be good for a restaurant, et cetera. So 
you know, back then I was living in Los Angeles. I, fl I flew to uh, Hawaii and, um, and, and rented a car and met my cousin here. And I actually spent about four or five hours um, in this building because back then this building was empty and there was mm. like rocks, um, you know, on the bottom floor. And then the second floor, uh, you know, there was a uh, lanai area with, you know, uh, with, with uh, permanent glass windows that went around the perimeter. So, but I happened to find this broken down chair with no back on it. So I spent four or five hours, you know, like between the hours of like uh, three till about seven or eight at night, just going back and forth, you know, just moving that chair you know, rolling that, rolling those wheels and going back and forth. And I just got this great feeling that, hey, this spot might be good for a restaurant. And sometimes, you know, I mean, you never know whether a spot is good or not. Um, and, and, you know, but, but I just had this feeling that came over me and I just felt like, hey, listen, this could be a great spot. It's one of those type of things where, you know, you get that feeling and go, hey, you know, and then, after that feeling, you know, came on and then, um, <laughs> and then um, I went back to Los Angeles and that was during that, I don't know if you guys remember that time where, when, when I guess New Valley and all that stuff kind of got flooded. And New Year's flood. Oh, that, that's right. Yeah. New Year's flood. That was 88. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All the New Year's flood. So anyways, make the long story short, I'll go back to LA because <clears throat> I, st I still had a restaurant uh, in, in LA and um Watch the watch the news, and you know, there's a picture of a white guy <laughs> with a bunch of trash all over the place. And I said to myself, "Hmm, interesting." But um, so I came back again, and then I actually uh, found a architect um, from Los Angeles who I really wanted to use because um, him and his partner had just finished um, um, designing. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, his name uh, uh, escapes my uh, my mind, but he's a, a real famous artist, and, and I'll remember later on. But so, anyways, you know, I came back here, and I needed someone else to kind of like stamp the print, uh, stamp mm -hmm. the plans, because he, he was he, he didn't he wasn't licensed to do business mm -hmm. here. So I was looking for an architect and stuff like that. And make a long story short, I, every architect that I went to said, "Hey." Do not go to Hawaii Kai. Hmm. Do uh, not open a restaurant in Hawaii Kai because oh you're no. going bankrupt. And 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 they used to, and they laughed at me, and they refused to work with me because they, they said that they didn't want to work with a, uh, a restaurant they know that's going to fail. So make a long story short, I just used end up using and then finally I found somebody else, and, and it, it all worked out. Uh, but um. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. But you know, it was, I had that feeling of a white guy was going to be great because I wanted to be part of a community. That was my whole thing. I'm sorry, I missed what you're trying to say. Why why was um, they against having a restaurant in Hawaii Kai? Why would they think it would fail? Because they said that everybody would everybody in Hawaii Kai goes to town to eat, and everybody that lives in town is not going to make that so-called you know left-hand turn or right-hand turn to go into. Uh, you know, the Hawaii Kai, you know, mm. so they would go town, town bound rather than out to the, uh, the residential community. But I said, hey, listen, I want a, uh, I want a restaurant <clears throat> that, that, that belongs to a community. I said, I don't want a restaurant that just hangs out somewhere. I want it for the first restaurant in Hawaii. I said, I, if, if that's the only restaurant I ever opened, I want it in a community where we can belong to the community and we can watch the people that end up working for us grow uh in that community so that yeah. Was yeah i mean speaking of my buddy uh dayton watanabe who's my also my classmate yeah. was a waiter there and plays music there and uh yeah. he's a yeah. Roy fanatic yeah my friend akemi was the receptionist there for a while oh, too yeah Kimmy, yeah she's great yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so so you really did uh touch the community i i do think i do think that yeah yeah well, I mean, you know, like, like you said, you guys know Jason Kim. And, yeah. you know, Jason Kim was uh, a paper boy, uh, in, you know, in, 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 in Hawaii Kai, you know, in Mariners Cove. 
That's right. Yeah, he, he always had something going on, whether it was paper route to his photography business to uh, ice cream, you know. Yeah. Uh, but hey, I got a question. So I'm being a little selfish. I'm taking time specifically for Hawaii Kai. But for those people <laughs> who want to start restaurants out this side, I, I do feel like it, it you know, um, we have Roy's, we have a couple other places, but it, there is a large turnover and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of restaurants that can sustain out the side, um, which is, you know, kind of junk for us because you can only eat Panda Express so many times, you know? So, yeah. well, you know what? We've been fortunate. I, you know, we started 32 years ago and we built up a, uh, you know, a friendship with, you know, people in the community and, you know, the people of Oahu. And, you know, we were able to get a lot of, you know, great reviews and get a lot of uh, national attention. Mm. So, you know, it, it was, it's, you know, I mean, and, and today, uh, and, 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 I th and I think back 30, 32 years ago, you know, people were craving uh, or people were, I guess, wanting something different. And so we came along and we took the opportunity. And, you know, a lot of it is luck, too. So, you know, taking and embracing that luck and, 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 and jumping on that opportunity you know, we have what we have today, but I have to say that it's a lot harder to start something today. Mm -hmm. I mean, just even pre-pandemic, you know, it's just a, 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 a harder environment to, to, to become your own. And, you know, I, I, my hat's off to all the guys that are, you know, opening up restaurants or open up restaurants in, 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 you know, in, in, in the past, like the past year and stuff and that are doing great because, uh, you know, hey, listen, it's not easy. And like you said, Hawaii is uh, definitely a harder because, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's not, if you're in town, you know, people seem to go to town and, you know, you get people from all over the place, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It seems like, you know, going into a community, it gets a little harder. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, I mean, I mean, 32 years ago, you know, when, when, you know, the, um, when, when the bus used to stop to, to pick up and, uh, let people off, you know, that the Colonial Highway kind of stopped. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. At least now we have two lanes on, on, you know, each way, three lanes. So it's, it's, it's a lot better, but, you know, it used to be crazy back then. Well, yeah. Hey, uh, Denise, so I know that you've been quite busy as well with uh, the Food and Wine Festival. Mm -hmm. So kinda, can you kind of go through how it's changed this year from, from last year? So last year we had about maybe 15 events and we saw maybe about 10,000 attendees. We had large scale events at different hotel properties and we had, um, you know, we, we partnered with hotels across the state. And this year, instead of uh, having large scale events, we decided that we were going to partner with our restaurants, our chef partner restaurants and we were going to do collaboration dinners. And so what we did was um, we basically got a chef from the mainland and we partnered them with a chef in Honolulu and we kind of themed it, right? So for example, we had pig in the slanted door. And, you know, as, as you know, Andrew Lee is one of the best Vietnamese chefs in Hawaii. And then we partnered him with a San Francisco chef named Charles Fan, who's also the number one chef in San Francisco for Vietnamese food and mm -hmm. had uh, a collaboration dinner at Piggy Smalls. And so we did about 10 of those, just different ones. There are, they were, I mean, Roy's event was called uh, Let the Good Times Roll. And he had, we brought in five of his good friends from way back in the day. We had one with, um, called Duck Duck Goose, and it was a tribute to Ed Morita. And that was a frog rod dinner. Ed was um, a, a real big advocate for frog raw. And we, we, at, one, at one point, the legislature was looking at a bill that would have banned the sale and distribution of frog run. It was a right. big advocate to help us pass that legislation. So all the dinners were themed. And we, we saw about 900 people this, this year compared to 10,000. Wow. But we thought it was important for us to move forward because the visit, not just, well, I guess it was the restaurant community and um, the visitor industry, the hospitality industry was just suffering and we needed to call attention to the fact that we needed the local residents to support um, the industries. Otherwise, you know, I mean, it was, it's, it's just been tough times for the restaurants, it's been tough times for the hotels, it's been tough times for the farmers, ranchers and fishermen. And so 
that's why we decided to proceed and do um, these smaller events around yeah. Honolulu. We actually did a golf tournament on Maui too. It was much more scaled back, but we did a, a golf tournament on Maui. So how far into the planning were you when COVID kind of came into play? So how much pivoting did you have to do? Um, so we normally start planning Hawaii food and wine in January. So we get the chefs and we normally have 150 chefs. This year we had maybe 20. So we have 10, 150 celebrity chefs, celebrity chefs. Every celebrity chef comes with one or two assistants. So we're bringing in like three to 400 people wow. just to cook. That's just the cooking side. That's not the wine side. That's not the mixology yeah. side. That's just the, yeah. that's just the, the chefs. And so we had, had a list and we started to send the invitations out. And then we shut down around March, like end of March. And so at that point, we kind of just sat on it for a while and thought, okay, hopefully this will pass. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Um, but as things got worse, um, probably in April, I think that was the first shutdown of the restaurants. I kind of figured out that we're not going to be able to do these larger scale events. And HTA, which is our, you know, one of our biggest funders was asking me, what are you folks going to do? And, and I don't know, one day I just was sitting around and I thought, Hey, you know, I think I can pivot this into a, a different kind of festival. And um, at that point we let our chef partners on the mainland know, Hey, we, went, we may not have a festival of that scale and size this year, but uh, you know, we'll let you know. And so we were kind of not, we we're kind of into the planning for the festival for 2020, the large scale events, but not heavily um, invested in it. I think more importantly, we at least had a plan in May so that we could execute something in, um, in November. And I have to tell you, we had planned to do it in October, but we, I, I guess maybe in August, we thought, oh, this is not, this is, if, if we're going to have a chance, it'll be in November. And that window was just, just that window that we needed in order for us to execute something because right after, right after we ended the festival, then they instituted that, um, uh, new plan where you have to come with a negative COVID test that would have just really jammed us up. It already was jammed up with, um, with the current ruling of just, you know, you come, you come with a negative test and you can, you can test out if your results come after right now, if you come after you kind of out of luck, you got a quarantine for 14 days. And so we kind of just made it through that window, but really, really, really lucky that, that, that we had that opportunity to do something. Yeah, and I know that you can still go online now and donate, right? Yep, mm -hmm. you can you still, still go to hawaiifoodandwine.com. Oh, sorry, sorry, I stepped on your, uh, no, please no. say it again. Oh, you can go to hawaiifoodandwinefestival.com to donate. And we also have a, um, a silent auction going just for a few days. And it's, um, if you missed it and you wanted to, if you couldn't come to the festival and you couldn't dine, in, dine, dine with us in, you could, you know, buy one of these uh, gifts gift packages that a lot of them are takeout. And so we're giving yeah. people an opportunity. Well, there's, uh, I was looking online last night, there's a three night stay at the Four Seasons. <laughs> there's a virtual happy hour with mixologist Mimi Burnham and mm -hmm. uh, three course dinner for four to go from NW. So there's all kinds of things that you can bid on. Yeah. And uh, once we get off this uh, call, uh, uh, Kyle, Devin and myself are gonna make a donation. So we'll be trying to support that cause. I know that Thank you guys, yeah, uh, sent off, sent the meals to laid off restaurant workers uh, mm -hmm. and their families as part of the, what you folks are doing this year. So earlier this year, I, I was, we were, we've been fortunate because over the last 10 years, we kind of figured maybe at some point there might be a sponsor, a major sponsor that would pull out. And if that happened, we would need the cash reserve to make it through a few years. And so we had a little bit, a little bit of cushion and I didn't have to lay anyone off. So what I had my staff do during the time from, you know, March through you know, probably August or September is we did a number of different things to help the community. And one of them was we did this Aloha challenge where we asked our chef partners to sing that ALOHA song. And then we'd have oh, people pledge. That's right. So I did see Roy doing that on Instagram. <laughs> so is that going to be your, your, uh, you know, when you, when you're done, cooking and stuff it's a secondary career i know you got a lot of stuff going on but uh, it sounded pretty good no that's pretty embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> it was no, but, terrible at best <laughs> oh you're, you're, you're not giving yourself a lot of credit i, I was 
I was tickled by it. It was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 50 of our chefs, actually, 50 of our chefs and winemakers and all of our partners um, joined in that cause. And we raised about $160,000 and we were able to give 600 laid off restaurant and bar workers a $250 restaurant card. And that happened like in May, way ahead of this restaurant card that um, the state has been doing. Yeah. But we, we decided that that would be a good thing for us to do. And then in July and August, we did a couple food distributions with our partners, Kamehameha Schools, Howard Hughes, and the Pa'i Foundation. And we gave away about 1,250 boxes over a couple of months. We worked with ham produce and seafood and distributed 35 pound boxes during that time. So our, the staff was very busy during the, the COVID time. My staff was really busy. So kind of matches both of you because you're, <laughs> yeah, because you're, because you're both super busy all the time. In fact, you're not even in the same room while we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in your office over there in Kaimuki because you can tell. And then Roy's in his office in Hawaii Kai. So it's always, it's always fascinating to me to see the two of you together doing something. Because it always seems like you're running in 50 million different ways. I mean, how do you uh, how do you stop down? How do you make the time to do this? Because, Roy, I mean, you're at the restaurant pretty much every day, right? Well, you know what? Um, for 30 years, basically, if I'm in Hawaii, you know, I'm at the restaurant, you know, seven days a week. And I'm not saying that I work uh, tremendous hours every day, but I'm here making sure that, you know, I come to the restaurant, do my office work, you know, go into the kitchen. Uh, and, and, and do some work over there. So, you know, uh, this year I've been here, you know, pretty much every day. Well, since the pandemic, I've been here every day, seven days a week. So, you know, it's, it feels good. I, I, I enjoy working. You know, uh, working as, you know, work has been good to me. So, you know, I, I need to respect that and, and to give back. So, you know, whether it's through work or whatever it may be. And, you know, I just, I just have a great time. You know, I love what I do. I've been fortunate to fall into something that I really, really enjoy doing and have been doing for, for a long time. And, and I can't think of anything other. I mean, I can think of other things to do uh, <laughs> that I, I want to do, but, you know, I'm just not good enough to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I had this question. I was thinking about it as I was watching uh, last night some stuff on YouTube with uh, Roy cooking. You know, so I'm a musician and uh, I've been a musician for 20 plus years now. And, uh, you know, I've been playing the same songs. And, and when people see me, they want to hear the songs that I recorded back in, you know, 1990s and all that kind of stuff. Is being a, is being a chef similar in that, um, you know, people want certain dishes, but but you get kind of bored making the same things. So you're always trying to do something new or reinvent the flavors or whatnot. But then, you know, people are like, oh, can you make your whatever that you uh, made before? And it's just- Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying because you know what? Um, I, 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 I actually drum. Um, I'm not a good drummer, but- <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of sticks that I can just kind of beat around with. But, um, but, but you know, yeah, so- at the end of the day, what's made Roy's Roy's are, you know, a lot of the classics that we have on our menu, you know, whether it be the short ribs, butterfish, uh, Shijuan baby back ribs, black and ahi, you know, the, the hibachi salmons, stuff like that, which, you know, we've had on the menu for almost 30 something years, right? Um, <clears throat> and, but at the end of the day, I still enjoy making those because that's what people want. And mm. to me, I'm in the hospitality industry. As much as I want to invent, uh, create, et cetera, et cetera, if people really want what, you know, people want what they want to get and get what they want. So at the end of the day, when they come to our restaurant, they want to order those classics. And if they do, you know, I, again, try to make them as, as great as it was, you know, 33 years ago. And hopefully they'll continue to order it for another 30 years because, that's what made us who we are today. And, and, and to add on that, yes, you know, we'd like to do and be creative and do new things, which I guess uh, fuels uh, the other sector of the people that come to our restaurant. You know, people want 
those classics and there's people that want new things. So, you know, we need to conquer both. So new, new recipes, new ideas, new methods are great. And at the same time, you know, let's not forget those traditional classics that, 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 you know, made us who we are. Mm, that's cool. Hey, um, guys, I don't know if I mentioned to you, but I've done some stuff with Denise, uh, done some stuff with Roy as well for the, uh, the food and wine festival, but you know, it's, it's sad to think that some of the restaurants that were actually participating in the food and wine festival, they no longer exist or, you know, that they're, they're having a tougher time. And uh, I mean, we're talking, you know, big time chefs like Alan closed down his restaurant. Uh, I think during the pandemic, uh, we were talking to Ming Tsai. We invent, we talked to him for a little bit and he had to shut down, I believe his restaurant in New York. Is that right? Mosley, Boston. Boston. I'm sorry. Um, but I mean, and that's, that's the part that gives me pause because I'm like, wow, you know, I, I, uh, because I put you guys kind of on the same pedestal, you, you know, uh, Ming and Alan and that, and, and I, I'm just trying to figure out in my head, like, how come some are able to do this and some just are having such a hard time? Well, uh, you know what, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, hey, listen, at the end, end of the day, the virus works in different ways, right? And, mm. and the same thing, you know, for the restaurants is that, hey, listen, at the end of the day, you know what, Alan is a great chef. Um, and he's, he's just a good-hearted person. And, you know, he has good business skills. Um, but unfortunately, you know, his restaurant size is very, very small. And, mm. and you know, so, so you're talking about a capacity. When you talk about six foot and pretty much 50% capacity, some restaurants, when you configure that six feet, turns out to be less than 50%. You know, in Alan's case, I think, it turned out to be about 33, 35% uh, capacity. Cool. So, you know, you take a small restaurant and you really don't have any outside seating, it becomes, yeah. it, it becomes pretty uh, detrimental. And then yeah. the you have to understand that, hey, listen, you know, being in Boston, you know, going into the, uh, you know, the winter season, right? Uh, this is back a couple of months. All right. You know, it's, it's getting colder. So, you know, he has no ability to really seat people outside whereas for us here in hawaii kai you know the restaurant's large uh so even with the 50 percent capacity we're still able to to maintain and to use utilize the uh the outdoors you know just gives us an upper edge so you know it, it boils down to you know at the same time luck you know you mm. know and, and you know we're, we're lucky that you know we have this facility here and we have a great landlord that, you know, we're able to work with. And, you know, a lot, lot of our other restaurants too, you know, whether it be a Goen in Kailua, you know, we have, you know, A&B has been very nice to us and we have a great patio uh, and Colina, same thing. You know, we're at the golf course and, you know, Jeff Stone's been great to us and we have a great patio where we can really seat, you know, a lot of people. And then of course we have the interior, which is large so we can have, you know, a decent amount of seating so you know we're fortunate that you know we we have large restaurants and to open up large restaurants today are very very hard i mean i would never try and open the size of restaurants we currently have uh in this day and age. oh wow wow you know, just just it's just too much it's, it's too hard but you know fortunately we, we built a you know friendship like as i mentioned with the community and we get a lot of support, so, you know, but with that, you know, smaller restaurants definitely are the way to go, but at the same time, when you talk about six feet distancing and, uh, you know, reduction of capacity, you know, it gets harder and harder. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think, uh, uh, Denise, when we had uh, Michelle on for that, uh, from MW, uh, for that, uh, that forum for women chefs, uh, she was mentioning that that MW it almost didn't make sense to open because they're they're so their dining room is so small. Mm. If they start to do the spacing, there's just they make you know like a dollar for every twenty dollars they spend to keep the place open, which is just insane. So, well, for them on on top of it, when they had to do the takeout, a lot of these restaurants didn't do takeout, and so mm -hmm. all of the packaging and all the stuff that they had to buy, yeah. there's no no room for it. So. I think for Michelle and Wade, I think they're going to stay, they, they have said that they're going to stay takeout until uh, for a little bit longer. And then um, I'm not sure if they're going to be in the same location or what they're going to do, but they're going to stay as a takeout for now. Cause they just got, they, I mean, if you look at, if you walk into the 
space. You're right. It's it's small, and then and then with all the takeout stuff, even for Roy, I mean that takeout containers and. <laughs> my office is like a storeroom right now. <laughs> In my office, on the other side of you know my desk, I have about forty chairs stacked up. <laughs> yeah, I have a um, I have a question for you guys since you guys both deal with um food and outdoors now events and stuff like that so for um people like us who have a lot of um outdoor events like we're going to alamana beach park to stay safe in the outdoors having picnics and even in, i have a patio and we entertain out there now to keep covid friendly what is the restaurant chef's secret to keep flies away from your food is there a a, a secret thing to do to keep the flies away <laughs> at picnic? <laughs> Your patio or anything like that that you guys aren't telling the general public because I've never run into problems like that at restaurants. I only run into problems like that at my house or or at the beach park. Is there something that we can do to keep flies and other stuff away from your food when you're having a picnic? That's pretty good. I, I, you know what? If, if I knew the answer to that question, I would be uh, I, I would be sitting on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're not going to tell us? <laughs> nah, we've just been fortunate that, you know what? I, I, think, I, think, I, I think the number one is breeze. I think if you have breeze, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's when the air is still. I find that, you, you know, that you can attract flies and other things, but when there's a constant breeze, uh, pretty much, um, you know, you're able to keep those uh, little uh, monsters away. Yeah, Hawaii Kai just keep, has no problem with breeze in Hawaii Kai, that's for sure. Yeah, so, you know, like sitting outside, I mean, I hardly ever see a fly. Yeah, not over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's flat land, it's open, it's right by the ocean, so you're going to get a breeze no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Denise Roy, we need, to, uh, we need to let our listeners and our viewers know, how, how did this power couple came, come into existence? <laughs> Because I literally, I literally had no idea that you guys were even dating. And then they're like, hey, you know, Denise married Roy Yamaguchi. And I'm like, huh? Because, you know, like we were talking about, uh, Denise and I have known each other since fifth, sixth grade. So, uh, and then she, you know, worked at Bishop Museum. She was doing lobbyist work. She's all over. She's always crazy doing about 50 million different things at once. And then she married Roy. And then it was 50 million things all at once for Roy for food and wine festival. So I was just curious, like how did that happen? Uh, Denise can tell the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny because it, you know, the festival is 10 years old now. And I think Roy and I met like 15 years ago and it was actually at an event that, um, at Bishop museum. So he was one of our board chairs, good friends. And he was asked to do the food for the, the gala event and I was in charge of all the fundraising and the governmental affairs and all that. And so I ended up having to work with Roy and that's how we, how we met. <laughs> oh. Did you ever eat at Roy's before that? Were you like a, like a you regular know, at the restaurant? It's funny. I thought I was thinking I might, I probably had gone maybe one or two times, but I, I didn't remember ever going like in high school or cause in, well, we were, we were out of high school when Roy's opened 1988. So it must've been in college. And um, I ran into an old boyfriend of mine, and he goes, do you remember on like one of our first dates, you said, hey, where do you want to, I asked you, where do you want to go? And he said, you said Roy. So we went to Roy. <laughs> I, <can't remember>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I told Roy that story, but it's kind of funny. I, I bumped into him and he said, do you remember where you told me you wanted to? I said, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you guys ever have some downtime just to like sit and stare at each other? Or is it just constant? More, I mean, just on, on, go, go, go. Oh, no, we have, you know, I have, you know, listen, at the end of the day, you know, we always have time to, um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because, when, you know, at home, you know, I, I make it a point when I get home, you know, uh, I'll do some cooking, but, you know, I try to keep, you know, business away from, you know, my home life. And, uh, you know, Denise has an office at home. So, so she... She and a dog on the phone and she's constantly working <laughs> and it, it, sometimes it just you know it annoys me because you know i'll be trying to relax and she's 
yapping, yapping, yapping on the phone, and, you know, just an hour, hour and a half. Sometimes she's on the phone till 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, and, you know, but that's, you know, but that's just how she is, and, and, you know, she's been able to get a lot of things done, so, you know, I don't complain, because that's what makes her happy, so that's what makes her happy, like, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's a good thing, right? So you guys have um, separate offices um, away from your home, but do you also have offices within your home that you guys come home and work in your own office in, within the house? No, I don't have an office at home. That, <laughs> I mean, you know, I have this one room. Uh, it's by the pool area. And, you know, I, I used to have my drums set up in there. And then, and then she started throwing a bunch of beach toys and stuff in there. And then all of a sudden my drums, you know, disappeared. <clears throat> and then, you know, recently, you know, I, I tried to clean the room up and, you know, I was trying to get my drums back in. And then she's telling me that she wants to put a, uh, uh, a work, workout bicycle in there. There's going to be a Peloton that shows up. Yeah. Yeah. My, my office, if, if I do do work from the house is, uh, I try to find a counter space somewhere or on the living or the dining room table or, you know, I get scooted off to uh, to, to to one of the bedrooms and close the door. <laughs> one of those situations. All right, I think let's, let's get the let's get the drum set together. I want to hear you play drums, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of curious. Yeah, let's see you jam out. You know, I don't know I why no I idea. did that, but I, I remember seeing you playing drums somewhere. It was on the Gene what? Simmons show. What what show was it? Gene Simmons show. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Really? Yeah. yeah. You know what? Yeah. I've been I've been pretty. Uh, what do you call it? I've been fortunate that you know. Listen, at the end of the day, I, I play like crap. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but the best I can do is hold a beat. <clears throat> but you know, I've been able to play with you know, Gene Simmons, and I played with um, Cliff Williams, uh, ACDC. Wow! 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 Jordan Sparks. Um, yeah, but some some other you know guys you know. So, so do you, do you think, Roy, if you didn't become a world's famous chef would you would you have pursued music as a career i would have loved to be a rock star drummer <laughs> yeah. there you go hey, you know lead and spin around in a drum set that would have been definitely my dream but uh you know i don't i don't have the talent so that, that didn't work out <laughs> so all right. Well, Very well, cool. let, 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 I think that's a good transition. So let's go. Into Is that the, the good transition? Yeah, yeah, that's a okay. good transition. All right. So um, I have a I have a question for the two of you, um, and it's uh, Desert Island Discs. So if you're stuck on a desert island, what are three albums you would take with you? And actually, both of you are, are old enough to know albums. <laughs> The only thing you can do is you can't do a greatest hits album. But if there's a if there are three artists or three albums that you would take with you. So, uh, Roy, you want to go first? Uh, I don't know. You know what? I mean, music, I don't really listen to the entire album. It just, I don't know, it's just songs and, you know, there's, there's things that come up and, you know what? But do you have three, do you have three artists that you like? Three artists but, that you like? But, but, but I have to say that, I have to say that, you know, because it's, 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 it's more about, to me, music is more about, you know, it's whether it's soothing me or energizing me, but, but, but one of the music that, that, that I would, that I always play is Soul Sacrifice from Woodstock. Oh, wow. And the reason why I play that, and I play that a lot. And the reason why I play that a lot is because when I look at the drummer, Michael Shreves at the age of 20 was in front of say 500,000 people doing a drum solo and then you have all the members of that band whether it be San, you know carlos or you know the uh if, if you look at the organist uh you know they, they had these solos and and to be in front of five hundred thousand people at such a young age and to just you know have that thrill i mean i mean that gives me energy so so I don't really listen to the song, but I also, if I'm running or something, I actually play the video and, 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 and get energized by, you know, these kids, you know, at that age, just doing, you know, some awesome things, you know, stuff like that. 
Okay. Interesting. So Santana is probably a big one for you. Okay. Well, because right. I grew up in that, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, music was important to me back then only because when I was a kid, because, you know, that's basically all I had, you know, I mean, you know, we really didn't have, any, you know, we didn't really have come from money or anything. And, you know, uh, you know, buying albums for me wasn't really, you know, didn't really have money to buy stuff like that. So, you know, I would have to do, you know, extra work and you know, save a couple bucks and, 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 uh, you know, but so, you know, back then, you know, you know, so, so those music in the past are extremely important because <laughs> it kind of what kind of molded me. So Led Zeppelin, you know, I'm a drummer and I used to drum okay. back then in tune clubs. So John Bonham, you know, was, was, was yeah. uh, somebody that nice. I enjoyed listening to. So Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, you know, talk about, you know, the old rock, rock bands were, were one of my favorites. Well, wow. you, Devin, and okay. Kyle would really get along <laughs> with, their, with their music tastes. Yeah. <laughs> all, our, all our classic rock stuff. Denise, yeah. what about you? No, mine's easy. I think I would listen to... I'm not really a big music music fan, but I like um, the Eagles. I like mm. Mac, and I, I was trying to think what else. And I was thinking, oh, maybe somebody like Queen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I used we to be have... a rocker, too. Def, Le Def Leppard actually was my favorite, but, you know. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, I went really? to the concert when they came. Oh, yeah, Devin was there, too. Yeah. We went to the I concert. We had a five foot and wine that time. I was bummed I couldn't go. Oh, it was, great it was good. Joe Elliott. Although people were, although people were really mad because they only played Hysteria, <laughs> and then they played two songs at the end that were they played Photograph and one other song, and everybody was like, "What the hell is that, bro?" What's all the rest of the songs? <laughs> but it's okay. They 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 sounded awesome. They sounded awesome. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna take a short break, and if you don't mind, um, we're gonna come back for our Patreon section. And I want to get into a little bit of, of food talk. I, I'm not a, I don't want to say a food expert, but uh, I know that uh, Roy really loves his fried chicken. So I want to know what makes, what makes fried, a good fried chicken, you know, versus uh, a bad fried chicken. So that's what we're going to get to in a few seconds, but we'll be right back with Denise and Roy Yabaguchi. <laughs> 